Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. And I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is Keeping It Raw. I am Lord Raw, and today's show uh, is going to be about podcasts and conspiracies. Podcast conspiracies. So if you know anything about podcasts, if you have an interest in it, if you know anything about conspiracies or have an interest in those, this show is for you. I will say that I made a promise, and as you know, as a new lord, I should not be backing out of those promises and so if this is an indication of what my lordship is going to be like i i just want to firmly apologize okay i made a promise last episode that i was going to have my wife on this one we're going to talk about some uh our honeymoon we're going to talk about i i had a lot of questions i wanted to ask her about you know in fact some of them were legit conspiracies that i just want to get her take on but sorry that is not happening this show so i uh <laughs> Um, I will throw out a big name from the top, and that is Joe Rogan. I will be talking about Joe Rogan, Dan Bilzerian, Andrew Schultz. I'll be talking about Brian Callen, uh, Jelaine Maxwell, Trump, Kanye West, and Joe Biden, uh, just to name a few. <laughs> so from the top, I want to talk about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is the biggest podcaster, okay? he I would have never imagined this from the days that he was hosting Fear Factor, but uh, <laughs> And he was a good host of Fear Factor. That I'm not knocking that at all. But uh, uh, because of that, he gained a lot of life experience. Uh, and so he is also a well-known commentator on the UFC fights. Uh, so, you know, Joe Rogan, biggest podcaster out there. And if anybody contradicts that, you are wrong. Wrong, like in the voice of Donald Trump. Wrong. Okay, so... He, the reason I'm talking about him at the top is because he is uh, doing so well that he just got a deal with Spotify to move his podcast platform to them, and 100% of his content uh, of his content to them. It is still a free show to listen to if you're listening to it. Um, but he struck a deal for a multi-year deal for it's rumored a hundred million dollars for a podcaster. For even a radio host, I mean, that's a huge deal. $100 million? What? So I've never listened to... Oh, I'm sorry. My alarm's going off. I've never listened to a um, a podcast really for the whole uh, show. Actually, I have, I should say. Uh, and that was The Office Ladies. I think one of their podcasts. So, uh, but his show is legit. It's like a three-hour show. I don't know who has that kind of time to kill where you're listening to a show for three hours, but his show is three hours long, and most of them you can watch. I mean, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Now he's only uploading clips, okay? So for most of you who are interested at all in that, you know, that's fine. We're going to move on. However, I will say – I just dropped my book. I'm sorry. However, I will say that uh, uh, that is a huge deal for – I mean – hundred thousand I mean a hundred million dollars that's pretty good where is my deal at that's all I'm asking where is my deal at um I also want to talk about Andrew Schultz uh Andrew Schultz is my favorite um comedian right now to listen to um 
And the reason is because he is not – this is so weird that I'm even saying this. It's 2020, though. The reason I like Andrew Schultz is because he is not a stern Democrat and he's not a stern Republican. He's very middle-of-the-road comedically, and that is so refreshing. And so he has a podcast himself and a YouTube show called Flagrant 2 that he does with other comedians. Now, um, he, though, is – I love listening to it because everybody else on the show is very, like, pro-Democrat, uh, pro-Biden. And Andrew Schultz, while he's not uh, a pro-Trump, he is not a pro-Biden. And it's so refreshing to listen to. I feel like why don't we have more of that out there, right? I think it's because everybody wants to listen to what they want to listen to. And that's probably why I like him is because, you know, I I voted for Trump. I'm a Trump voter. And I was a, uh, what do you say, the silent part of the silent majority that was not saying I was pro-Trump. And then all of a sudden I voted for him, you know. Um, so, like, when polls come out, I'm always like, you know, the polls last time were all wrong also, right? You know, they weren't even close, right, when everybody actually went out to vote. So I don't know why people are putting so much into the fact that Trump is losing in the polls right now. I'm just like, first of all, ain't nobody excited to vote for Biden. And uh, people who are saying that are getting countered with the fact that, well, it's not that people are excited about voting for Biden. They're just uh, excited about not voting for Trump. And I'm just like, yeah, there's not enough of them out there. I mean, not enough of them are going to want Biden enough to vote for him over Trump, right? People are either, when it comes down to election day, people are either going to go out and vote or they're going to stay home. And the people that are going out to vote typically are doing it because they love their candidates so much. They're not doing it because they hate the other candidate. They're doing it because they love their candidate. And so, and that's my non uh, political, you know, rant about voting just because I feel like I, you know, I'm not, I didn't take a political, I don't have a political science degree. You know, I'm just saying this is the way it's going. This is the way it is. And, uh, anyway, people would rather complain about a Trump presidency than go out and vote against him. That's how, that's how it was last time. I'm saying now this rumor came out. I mean, not, this isn't a rumor. However, Trump did go out and say, you know, should we delay voting? Should we delay the uh, the uh, election because we don't trust mail-in voter uh, voting because there haven't there hasn't been a sufficient, uh, I guess uh, there hasn't been a sufficient time where it went without its flaws, right? There have been flaws. There have been people who even tested it, right? There were one there was one guy who mailed in a hundred. Uh, ballots. He mailed in a hundred ballots and 97% of them came back. 97 of them came back. Okay. Out of a hundred ballots that he mailed in. Okay. So of course you can only have one ballot. So that's why 97 of them came back. But the three that didn't come back were used. If you have, you know, Trump won by a 3% margin. If 3% was the difference in an election and you have somebody doing this, that's the whole election. That is the whole election. And so it's little studies like that, that Trump was like, you know, I just, 
I don't know if we can. And so, you know, his chief chief of staff came out and said, you know, we're not delaying the election. It's going to still be on November 3rd and such. So, you know, that's some clarity there. But, you know, a lot of people are like, I I wonder, you know, is he going to be the dictator? You know, a lot of people are fearful because Trump is a bombastic leader. Let's be real. And he is very egocentric. You know, he's an egomaniac. And so is this. Is he the one? And so a lot of people want to put their fear, and that's such a weird statement to say, but it's very true, that people want to put a lot of fear onto, they want to project fear onto Trump, whether it's real them, to themselves or whether it's projecting it so that other people can view him as, you know, view him in fear that he would do this. Uh, that's very scary to people. And so they want to project this uh, dictatorship leader, you know, as somebody that is going to delay an election so that he can remain president. You know, there was one thing out there that said, you know, Trump will not leave the White House win or lose. And, uh, and I'm just like, really, you guys really think that? And there was even a comment about how, you know, all the Trump supporters and their guns will you know, ensure his next presidency or uh, back him even if he loses. And I'm just like, no. I mean, listen, I voted for Trump. I have guns. And I would never in a million years let somebody stay in the White House, even if I didn't want them to. But even if I supported them, you know, if Trump loses, win or lose, you know, the thing is that win or lose, even if they come back and say, oh, he actually lost, but we're disputing it, we're disputing his loss, yeah, that doesn't mean that I'm going to just defend him. I'm just going to say, let's count the votes, let's recount. I mean, let's find out where we stand. I mean, just because you were a Trump supporter, and some aren't anymore, you know, they wanted to give him a chance, and they didn't want Hillary, you know, that kind of thing. So, anyway... Having said all that, I've wasted enough time talking about it, uh, but there's that deal. Now, I did want to say uh, that uh, there was this, there is this thing out there saying, you know, is Trump a racist? And from the get-go, he made disparaging comments about illegals coming into the country. Now, what did he mean and what did he say? You know, you can get on all that. You can get into his past where he uh, just uh, was redlining against, uh, you know, poverty, you know, class people, uh, even mostly make, made up of um, uh, African-Americans into getting into his buildings so that he can raise the rent and have newer tenants in his buildings. Uh and so, and that was, of course, from years ago. However, you know, how do you distinguish somebody from being racist to somebody that disparaged against a specific minority that you can't really prove, right? So he at one point said, well, I, I, I love Mexicans and I love African-Americans. And so when somebody openly says that, what are they considered? You know, we're living in a culture now where it's a cancer or cancer cancel culture. They want to just it's an outrage culture, everything. They just want to argue about everything they want to have. They want to, you know, what can we argue against at this about this? 
you know, Alan DeGeneres, what can we argue? I mean, Alan DeGeneres is in the news now because uh, her staffers came out and said, you know, we haven't been getting paid ever since this uh, whole coronavirus and she's worth millions. I don't understand why we're not getting paid, you know, and uh, the show's doing well. The show's even making money while it's on hiatus. You know, why aren't we, you know, getting paid, that kind of thing. And so they started coming out like, you know, I'm not surprised we're not getting paid with sexual harassment. You know, we got uh, abusive language, you know, her, you know, from uh, the executive producers and all this. And so now Ellen Generous is under fire. Ellen Generous, I'm not a fan of hers uh, because she always came across. Um, I mean, I, I've always seen clips. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole show or whatever, but I've seen clips on YouTube. And the thing is that Ellen Generous comes across as a very nice person, you know, and, and initially her having a show was like refreshing. It was kind of cool, right? But I've seen clips recently in the last year or two where I'm just like, you know, she's really a jerk. Okay, I saw this main clip where they put a hidden camera in her, uh, like a um, a room for where all the audience members go to while they're waiting before they get to their seating. And where they have like a sign saying, you know, choose one as a souvenir for the show. And it's like a shirt. It's a stack of shirts. There's a stack of hats. There's a stack of keychains. You know, all this memorabilia, right? You can choose one. So they put a hidden camera there. And they found out where two ladies took two items. You know, they were like, oh, they came back and was like, I don't want this hat. I'm going to get the shirt instead. And then they end up taking like the hat and a pen or something like that. And then, so she, like, was recording them, and then on the show, she blasts them, right? And I'm just like, really? Over, like, what, like a $2 pen? You're going to blast these people? You're going to make them look like thieves to all the millions that are watching your show? Like, this was fun for you? Like, you had to do But then in the clip, she goes on and on about it, you know, about how they're thieves or stealing and, like, yeah, and, like, at the same time trying to make a joke about it, but I'm just like, nah, you're like legit. And so it was that kind of thing that rubbed off as like wrong. I was just like, why do you like, what's the point of that? What do you gain from this? Like just laughs and you're like good with that. So, I mean, I heard this comedian um, say when it like, is any kind of joke off topic is any subject off topic for a joke. And they said, well, you know, there is offense in nearly every joke. You know, there's something that you're offending in every joke. So he said, you have to weigh the offense, what's offensive, with what's funny. And if the joke is so much funnier than the offense, then you can go with it. But if the offense is too high, there's no joke that's going to combat that, right? I think it was Eddie Murphy talking about that. And so... He was just saying uh, that you've got to weigh it because if you don't weigh it, then you're just going to make people mad. You're going to piss people off who were otherwise just going to be a fan, just going to laugh, you know, and it's just sometimes it's just not worth it. And in that case, the joke of her calling out this person who was stealing was not greater than the offense that was given. And so... Uh, it's off the back of that that I just like was like, yeah, I'm not a fan. Like she just has like these people who agree with her also, you know, it's a talk show, you know, and so you don't want to have you don't have to have controversial figures. You don't have to have like people who 
go against the grain. You don't have to have people that are, you know, against you. But the thing is that Joe Rogan is so successful because he has these people on his show that don't all think like him. He has people on the show that are opposite of him, but he wants to know more. He wants to know why they're like that. And so that's pretty big. Uh, Now, Kanye West. Kanye West is now running for president. Uh, He didn't meet, of course, this is way beyond the primary, so he didn't meet the threshold to even be on a ballot, but he can be considered a write-in candidate, you know, and um, most people think this is just like a, a publicity stunt, you know, because he's coming out with new clothing or whatever, new shoes, new music. I'm not 100% sure. I don't keep up with him. But what I will say is he had this campaign event where, of course, he rants. And he is an egomaniac, just like Trump is. And so most of it is just for attention. Um, And so, you know, Trump is in real well with Kim Kardashian because she is like started this initiative where she's trying to get people out of jail and getting people out of jail, you know for unjust crimes or uh, unjust punishments, I should say. And so she's doing really well with that. Anyway, so uh, the next thing is um, Dan Bilzerian. Dan Bilzerian is known as the king of Instagram. He, if you aren't uh, a teenage boy, (laughs) is this guy that poses with, um, he has his full beard. He usually wears tight shirts and short shorts. He poses with uh, half-naked women, poses with tanks. He poses with machine guns. He poses in his uh, $100 million mansion. Uh, He has this company called Insight, which is some kind of vape company. I'm not sure uh, that he started. He said he won all his money from gambling, uh, that he's so good at it. That's where he's got his fortune from. Uh, and then his company just recently came out and said, no, he's a lie. He's a fraudster and he's stealing all this money and the company's going into bankruptcy because he is having to allocate all this money to his personal lifestyle. So apparently all this, all these women are paid. Um, this mansion costs the company $200,000 a month, $200,000 a month. What? Uh, he, uh, he just slaps his logo on all this merchandise so that, and then it becomes a company expense, which is smart for him, bad for the company. I mean, that's not necessarily his fault, but the main thing is that, uh, that's now being reported that he got all his money from his father. Well, getting your money from your dad is not a bad thing, right? I don't think it's bad. If your dad was rich enough to make the money and then hands it off to you, whatever, I mean, it's. That's fine. It's I don't have a problem with people being rich. What I do have a problem with is that his dad uh, was incarcerated this whole time. So his dad's in jail because he had some kind of stock uh, fraud going on where he was stealing money from all these people and then got caught, got sent to jail, had to pay restitution, paid a little bit. And the rest of it, he was just like, oh, I ran out of money. Well, now all of a sudden his son comes out of nowhere and is filthy rich. And I'm just like, everybody's like, what? Like, what are we going to do about this? Like, are we not going to look at him and get this money back? You know, are we not going to have an investigation going? So I'm sure there's some kind of backdoor, like, FBI investigation going on. We're going to find out in a little while, you know, where all this money actually came from. But 
it's pretty sick that this happened. Uh, Jelaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, they're next. So uh, these document dumps, I think there's four document dumps. The first one was already released, and it confirms a lot of lies she was telling. Jelaine Maxwell, the, I guess, personal secretary, also girlfriend of Jeffrey Epstein, who thought she had immunity this whole time because of the Epstein uh, immunity that was granted. He granted immunity back in the day to all his associates. How, what kind of deal is that? And he served 18 months and was pretty much at work the whole time. So he would get out of jail. Um, this is common knowledge. I shouldn't dwell on that. But Jelaine Maxwell, who is still alive, um, has repeatedly lied to the FBI. And uh, with these document dumps, they're revealing, they're confirming that she lied. So, you know, things like um, L. Dershowitz's involvement, Bill Clinton's involvement, you know, um, Prince uh, Andrew's involvement. And so all these things were, you know, basically common knowledge, um, but nothing had been confirmed, right? Because Jelaine Maxwell would always deny them. Well, now document dumps are being out there that are just indicating that, yeah, she was lying. They're like factual evidence that proves she was lying. She's gone. I don't know if they're going to kill her like they did Epstein, but I did also want to talk about uh, Joe Biden. So Joe Biden, uh, <laughs> there was a meme recently about how he um, is given these false figures. Of course, you know, Joe Biden, his uh, competency, his cognitive abilities, they're not there. It's very obvious to everyone. And if you dispute that, I mean, that's on you. Um, and I'm not here to just trash on Joe Biden. But, um, you know, Joe Biden has a lot of issues. And most of them are cognitive. Now, having said that, I uh, I know that he's set to still pick a vice presidential candidate. A lot of them are thinking it's going to be, you know, Kamala Harris. I mean, that's it's going to be the best option for him to get somebody that's so different than him. But Kamala Harris isn't isn't well liked by the African-American community who you need the strong support of, you know, because one, she lied also to she um, who she's married to and all this. And so there's a lot of factors there that people aren't just like on board with. And if they're not going to be 100% on board with your VP choice, they're, and they're not going to back you, I mean, they listen, African-Americans, they, they, don't, they don't have a good choice when it comes to a Democratic pick, you know. And unfortunately, that's, you know, it's what it mostly is. It's what it's mostly like, you know. And Trump has always said, you know, why go – it's like, why not choose me? You know, you're, you're going with some – with a, a team, the Democrats specifically, you're going with a team that like, you're not, that hasn't done well for you. So why continue voting for them? You know, go with the party that isn't, isn't them, you know, and Donald Trump himself is the bombastic leader. I mean, he's going to say whatever, most of it, you know, recently he came out with the TikTok thing. He's going to ban TikTok. And a lot of people are like, man, you're so dumb. Why are you going to ban TikTok? And, you know, after some investigation, it's because TikTok is owned by China, and China steals user data. And, I mean, it's not different than what Google and what 
my Google and Amazon and Facebook all do. I mean, it's not different from all those guys. Uh, it's just that they're not, they're not a, um, a U.S. company. And so as a result of that, Microsoft stepped in and said, you know what? We're going to buy the U.S. portion of TikTok. You know, and TikTok has said, we don't share, you know, user data from America. You know, that stays in America. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, sure. So anyway, that's why Microsoft is stepping in to try to buy them, uh, the U.S. portion anyways. Um, but TikTok, I always thought was trash. Like, I mean, I know that users, even people that listen to the show, have TikTok and use TikTok. And TikTok is funny. I mean, TikTok has made some funny videos. But we can all agree it is trash. Not everybody needs a voice. Uh, Facebook has given everybody a voice. You know, they were the first to, I mean, you know, MySpace, you know, you can argue. But web blogs, everybody can have a voice in this country now. And everybody, trust me, is using that voice. They're using their voice for everything. They're ranting about everything just like I'm ranting for now 25 minutes of just nonsense. Uh, but uh, that's just the age we live in. I just don't mind if one of those voice uh, platforms goes away. You know, uh, you know, conservatives have tr started trying to uh, leave Twitter even because Twitter is banning everybody that is against, you know, uh, <laughs> like the establishment, whatever. And so a lot of like conservatives are talking about going to parlor and a lot of them have done parlor is P A R L E R. Uh, and they're just another, anyway, it's like a copycat Twitter. If I'm honest, that's what it is. And, uh, and so it's a good way if you're a conservative to get your voice out there, you know, I heard this. Uh, I heard Joe Rogan actually talk about how there's not a lot of conservative uh, comedians. Um, I know Dennis Miller is one. Uh, Nick DiPaolo is one, and Dennis Miller is hilarious to me uh, because without a pause, just like I did, without a pause, he can just rant, and it's like perfect stuff. And he's making jokes, and yeah. He was also famous for being on Weekend Update on um, Saturday Night Live. It's where you would know him from. Anyway, so this podcast has been all about podcasts and conspiracies. This is not normal, and I'm sorry about that. This is just opinion-oriented and uh, orientated. I don't know what the word is, the right word. Anyway, so I want to just take some time and just get some things off my chest and talk about that. Now, next show, I'll have my wife on, and everything will be back to normal, I guess. Um, and then uh, uh, with her on, uh, I want to also make an announcement, but you're going to have to wait for that show. But this has been Keeping It Raw. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you haven't, you can subscribe to the show. Uh, you can support this channel on patreon.com slash keeping it raw. <laughs> You can also support us by um, having a subscription to Audible, audible.com forward slash keeping it raw. Uh, and then uh, you can reach out to the show if you want to, keeping it raw at gmail.com. Or we have Instagram also that you can follow. Uh, but you can um, also rate the podcast. I don't care if you give it a low rating, if a high rating, it doesn't matter to me. You can rate the podcast, share your thoughts. 
uh, and get in touch with me if you have a topic that you're wondering about. Let's get into it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thanks for listening to the show. This is Keeping It Raw, Minute 28. Have a great day. Bye. Yo, what's up? Yeah. You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast.